Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Brian Reynolds extension gets done. There's more home runs in baseball than last year, and a couple guys who are killing it under your radar. Let's talk baseball. Low in the zone. My snakes are not hot. Mike Trout. Low in the zone. Power. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented to you by Seat Geek. Today's episode is sponsored by Seat Geek, and with over 28 million downloads, Seat Geek is the number one rated ticketing app. There's 70,000 events each day. There's NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB season is rolling. Go watch mm. Minnesota roll over New York for the first time since 2001. It's a misleading uh, tweet and quote and all that. Just keep doing the ad read. We've got the hookup. Use code TALKING. $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code TALKING uh, at SeatGeek. Check out the link. Download the app. Uh, you heard that other voice. It's You heard that other voice, eh? It's, ha- hey, it's Trevor Poole from your Minnesota Twins. I wish i talked like that. That'd be such a nicer person yes. overall. Um, I use SeatGeek. I'm going to the game on Friday in LA. Uh, my friend Jack Flaherty's pitching, and I wanted to get some nice tickets. Do you know what kind of bubble I clicked? Better been green. It was green as shit. I like that. Got a great deal. So thanks, SeatGeek. Um, what did you say? Trev, we got to be honest with the people. Jimmy's eyeballs are quitting on him. He's at the eye doctor again. Second time in a week. You feel <clears> like <throat> shit. I've been out of yeah. clothes for five days. That's why I'm wearing a, that's why I'm wearing a turtleneck and a jean jacket. Things are falling apart. I was in the same room as Manfred last night. How are yeah. you doing? That we kind of, I tried to get more out of you about the Manfred situation, but uh, we started talking in politics, so that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm going to battle through this. As you guys can probably tell, I'm a little congested. I slept uh, like a cone head last night, just standing up against the wall. Just fell asleep because that's the only way I could breathe. Um, so that's kind of how I did last night. I just said in the opening, my snake's not hot. I think we're one ten and one yeah. Don't know what's going on. Parents are frustrated. Are you going to get fired? I think I, I, I think <laughs> I'm going to quit. I might. I can't take it anymore. Um, speaking of outfits, I, I want to throw this out to the people. Yeah. You know, I'm doing stuff, Valley, all that. I got to get suits. Mm. My suits for my playing days, too big. Mm. It's thick, thick back then, dude. Yeah. I can't wear them now. So I got a few, but I need to kind of up my game. I'm going to this one place uh, to get some. And I've decided on Joe Ryan starts when I am in attendance. Mm. I will be donning the white mock turtleneck, yes. similar to what you have on under my suit jacket in homage to my really good friend, Joe Ryan. Mm. I want, and I hope that plays well with the people. I just want to let them know. Is this you asking me to pull an Aaron Judge with Anthony Volpe and put the call into your suit place and say, uh, you know, I, I got this one. I got my guy. What? I love that Judge did that, and he better like continue to do that. Yeah. Uh, that's just standard, uh, you know, what your standard protocol. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I got the hookup here. These okay. are my guys from way back. I'd give them a shout-out now, but I don't know if that's appropriate. Okay, perfect. Um, 
Trev, your uh, your twins are railing my Yankees. Why, why don't you just get it off your chest right now? Because, yeah, some of the stats that are coming out are tough. Happy for your twins. Buck daddy. Hey, that one barely got out. <laughs> 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 when he hit that and he, the way he flipped, I was like, that thing's in the second deck. Barely got out. But, no, the twins are, twins are looking good. Starting pitching is looking good. I mean, Sonny Gray was dominant. Joe Ryan scattered some hits uh, but had a really nice uh, line at the end of the night. And honestly, I mean, the Yanks are just kind of down bad right now. That back half of the lineup is just ain't looking good. We we do talking Yanks. We interviewed Booney yesterday. Uh, and we also do sharp stats with Katie Sharp. She's the best. Uh, and yeah, some of the stats are glaring. The Yankees top four in their lineup have been top five in baseball. OPS wise, the bottom five in the lineup have been bottom three, I think. Uh, so yeah, the, the Yanks are in a really weird spot right now. Uh, happy for your twins. I hope they. I hope they ride it. I, I hope they're like, hey, screw all those old twin facts that have nothing to do with our twin twins team. Our twins team, eh? Why don't we just go out there and ball out? You know. I've said it before. That's how. It, that's how it is. Like nobody in that locker room right. is like, oh my gosh, we got to face the Yankees. Yeah. Nobody. Brad, in all of those years. Brad Radke was so bad against the Yanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Did we get beat like in the season series? Yeah. Sure, but that's. Nobody was like scared of the Yankees, so they aren't twins right are looking now. good. Look, pit, our pitching has been incredible. Uh, we got some really, really, we got some really talented dudes in the bullpen, mm. um, and the starting staff has been great. Hitting kind of still needs to come around a little bit, so we're like not even firing. Right, all you cylinders. can spin. You can spin that optimistically. I'm spinning it, Trev. The Pittsburgh Pirates have been spinning it early and often in this baseball season. Did Shelty get an extension? Did I dream that yeah, the other day? He did. Shelty he did. got an extension. The Pirates are in first place. Brian Reynolds was a very popular topic this offseason. It was one of our biggest episodes of this offseason. Brian Reynolds demanded a trade, and we all kind of went like, whoa, like baseball players don't do this? Uh, felt like... NBA move, and and we all also kind of laugh because we're like, well, they still have him for, I think, three years. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know. And then we complimented him because Brian Reynolds and Shelty both said, like, you know, it's not a distraction at all. Like, he's, he's handling his business. He's everything that the Pirates organization have asked him to do. He is done. Um, and he got off to a crazy start. Remember the first like week and a half of the season, he was leading the league and everything. And we're like, is the price tag going up? He's still having a fine season uh, early on, as are the Pittsburgh Pirates. And the extension is done. Trev, it's eight years, one oh six dot seven five milli. It comes out to thirteen point three a year. So, um, I mean, a part of that is buying out final R beers, right? Um, and then it gets added onto that. It's Pittsburgh's first nine-figure extension. There's now three teams that have not handed one of those out. Um, and Reynolds, uh, Trev, I think we need to have the the conversation on the air. It's kind of where is he on the pantheon of baseball? Because let's be honest, Pittsburgh hasn't been in the forefront of a lot of baseball fans' minds until kind of recently. And he uh, he gets a minor no-trade clause, six teams. Um and no opt-out, which was supposedly the, the, the hold-up previously. So, Trevor, with that, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on the Brian Reynolds extension? 
I'm happy for him. And I'm I'm very curious because, you know, the Pirates have gotten off to this great start without O'Neill Cruz. If it was different, let's just say the Pirates haven't caught this wave. They, they let the wave pass and there's a lull in the ocean. They're sitting out there on their board saying, hey, man, hey, ocean gods, can you send another set my way? Say they're down bad. Is, does Brian Reynolds get this extension? Does Derek Shelton get this extension? I'm very, very curious, man. Right? Because it doesn't feel like was- you should make decisions like that on what 20 game samples but in a way it feels like you're right i know they were they were going towards it in spring training so that kind of points to like yeah they probably still have done it and at this aav i think it's a freaking steal for the pirates i really do i mean look i'm not gonna put brian reynolds in like the upper upper echelon of outfielders in the al because i don't think he is that but he isn't a well above average center fielder when you take into all facets of his game. I mean, this guy's a this guy's a very very good baseball player. And I think that's kind of where his contract ended. I mean, what'd you say the AAV was like thirteen point something? I don't think he makes over fifteen in one particular year until the club option, which is like twenty. Right. So for the Pirates, I mean, I think this is just an incredible deal for them. And and they're looking now towards the future. And I think if you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, not just because of this start, but kind of, the you know, you see some of the young guys coming up and uh, you're seeing glimmers of hope. It's time to turn your attention towards that, I think, which is great. We want, we want every single team and every single fan base to have the feeling at least what the Pirates have right now, that we have potential to win. It's not the case every time. Some teams have it every single year. Uh, Pittsburgh certainly hasn't had it in the last few years. Uh, but this is definitely a sign that, hey, man, like the window is opening or we're building a window. How about that? A big old one. The massive window. And Trev, how how's your core? I mean, you know, you mentioned O'Neill Cruz has been out of it. But, you know, when he comes back, we we'd still he's got a chance to be a unique, special player. Key Brian Hayes, remember, they locked him up. Uh, they bought out some of his arb years. I, I, you know, that seven for 80 number or whatever it was. Uh, Jack Sawinski, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, but he's he's been hitting like he's sure. He's 24 that, hey, y- you have pieces of a young core here that Brian Reynolds is now locked up. Like, if you wanted that Reynolds jersey or that Hayes jersey, you, you can make your move. And let's see what it means for these Pirates in this young season as they keep winning uh, 16 and 8, one game ahead of the Central. They lock up their manager. So they believe in what they're doing, and they're they're showing that fiscally, which you got to appreciate. And Trev, I do think the conversation is really interesting, and I, you know, I, I almost wish we had the microphone going because that's what the people would want. Because, um, you know, when when we're in front of the mic, sometimes you got to be careful of what you're saying. But we were having an honest combo of like, how good is Brian Reynolds? Like we haven't, I haven't watched. Too many full Pittsburgh Pirates games in the last three years. So, I got into the numbers a little bit, Trev. Ooh. Since two- Hey, we don't hold back on this show. I don't think I've ever held back anything I wanted to say. Since 2001. Well, since 2001. Since 2021. The past three years. So, no COVID yes. season, no 2020. Okay. Since 2021. Yes. Um, I sorted by players that had 800 plate appearances. So, Brian Reynolds- um, who's played most of the games over the past three years. He's got like 1,300. So I chopped it down. I put it to 800 plate appearances. So, you know, if you miss some time, you are still going to be on this list. And then I just sorted it by OPS, which again, isn't the end-all be-all, but it's a good, 
it's a good combination of it's how much pretty good indicator. How much are you getting on and how much are you slugging? That's the whole damn thing, right? Uh so of players that qualified for that. So again, 800 plate appearances um and then ranked by OPS. Where do you think Brian Reynolds ranked? And this is a really unfair question to you. But Wait. Uh, give me the the breakdown. Who are you ranking? Outfielders or center fielders? This is all players. This all players. All hitters. OPS. OPS. From 2021 through now. So 21, he 22, had a big, and this He had a season. big 2021. I know that. I don't know what his OPS was, but it was high. He had a good 2021. Oh, uh, shit. All players? All players. I know. It's a, it's a tough question. 25th. Brian Reynolds is 16th. Um. He is sandwiched between Kyle Tucker and Mookie Betts. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, wow. just, I'll, I'll rip through the list quick just because it's, it's names. It's Judd, okay. Judge, Harper, Alvarez, Goldschmidt, Guerrero, Soto, Otani, Freeman, Devers, Riley, Altuve, Jose Ramirez, Alonzo Acuna Jr., Kyle Tucker, Brian Reynolds, and then it's Mookie Betts, Matt Olson, Schwarber, Bogarts, Trey Turner, Machado. So... I think what what I said to you off air that I I think I'll say again now is if Brian Reynolds played for a Boston, a New York, the Cubs, the Dodgers, I think we would have a lot more respect for him. That OPS is not that's not a gag OPS. That's a that's a real number. Um that yeah, man, that that I I think there's an argument that the contract you know, if Brian Reynolds plays it out and he's healthy and he hits free agency the right way, he probably could have hit a bigger number. Like you've said before multiple times, Brian Reynolds, he doesn't have to risk the next two and a half years of injury or bad play, and he's got guaranteed $100 million going into his bank account. That ain't bad. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's it's amazing. I it's interesting though cuz you 16th overall. I mean, maybe did his agent have those numbers? <laughs> did you did he miss that one? But yeah. I get it. You're right. I mean, that's that this is what happens. I mean, you he he tried to create leverage for himself. And maybe he did a little bit, but at this point when you still have a couple years of arbitration, you just really don't have leverage. Right. You know, your team can say, "All right, we'll just play out the next couple years and We'll see if we can get you back in free agency. And and sometimes when you when you're a guy like you know Brian Reynolds who's put up these numbers and you're like you want to capitalize on that. And I think he did. I mean, this is like you mentioned, it's a lot of money, dude. Um, and apparently, you know, the team is on the upward trajectory. If you look at their roster resource on Fangrass, I mean, they have like six or seven dudes in the top 100. So like. Help is coming. Like this, this window for the Pirates is is definitely on the horizon. I don't know if it's this year, um, but it's coming. And look, they had to convince him of that too, right? Yeah. Like for him to sign on and say, "I'm going to, you know, give my next eight years here." Like they had to convince him. I'm sure. Like, hey, we're going to put together a pretty good product. He knows the people in the minor leagues as well. He's familiar with the system. Uh, it's it's just a good day for for Pirates fans. You think? I mean, look. Like Kutch is doing it. Like, do you think Kutch like said, hell, I'll stick on for a couple more years? Why not, right? If if I'm banging and they want me and they'll pay me, absolutely. I love it, man. I'm, I'm happy for all parties here. I really am. And try, I, I just, 
And hey, I'll, I'll allow you to walk me back if I deserve to be walked back, but I, I just had another interesting um, player comparison jump into my okay. head. Because okay. um, again, Brian Reynolds, I, I think it's important. Age is a factor in all this. He's 28 now, so when he hits free agency, it would have been 31, I, I think, which again, that's can if you're still really good, you'll be fine in free agency. Michael Conforto. Uh, Michael Conforto, I just looked at his four-year stretch from 17 through 2020, so I'm including the COVID season there. He was an 864 OPS hitter. Um, And then 2021, he has a down year. He hurts his shoulder, and he he missed a season, and then he gets a two-year deal with the Giants. That um, if you're Brian Reynolds, like, that risk is very real, and now he does not have to deal with that at all. Um, so there's, I, there's, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I, I get that. There's ways around that. You know, these insurance policies. A lot of guys take sure. them out. I did when I was going through arbitration just to make sure you're covered. You know, they cost a little bit of money, but in the end, it's worth it for peace of mind. So he, he could have continued on this path, but uh, he gets his payday, man. Can you imagine? Just I, I never felt this. Putting pen to paper. Yeah. 100 M's guaranteed, no matter what. Just don't be like a complete idiot. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, there's some some things you can't do, but pretty much uh, you're just going to get that. And what do you think he's going to have in his basement? That's a good, that's a fun combo to have. You Ryan, know, these guys, they get the money. Ryan Reynolds' future basement. Um, uh, I think he leans into it. I think he's like looking for a theme that he gets like actual pirate memorabilia. Like he's Ooh. he's got like a he's got pieces from an old pirate ship and he's got like actual treasure down there and stuff that people are like is All that right. what Vandy boys do pirate stuff No, I think he's won't he like shoot bows from Nashville shoot bows you know like a bow and arrow that's what people in Nashville do you think isn't Nashville in the South sort of kinda. I mean, it's become like just a country Vegas. <laughs> like, I don't. Nashville's entered a crazy territory. All those Californians coming, ruining our state. When's the last time you've been to Nashville? Never been to Nashville. What? I would love Nashville. You would love Nashville. Yeah. I got a cowboy hat. You would like walk. There were cowboy up to, hats there. You'd, you'd walk up to people and you'd like start talking about hunting, and they'd be like, "Hey, man, I'm a, I'm on a bachelor trip from Connecticut." Stop talking hunting. <laughs> People in the South immediately absolutely hate me. <laughs> and then they do. That's the truth. And then I win them over, though, because I've been like camping and shit my whole life. Sure. I grew up outdoors doing it. Um, so I, I can win them over that way. I can fish and they yeah. love it. If you can fish. Yeah, that's true. Go, okay. All right, big guy. You're yeah. all right. Oh, you can barbecue too? All right, big guy. Yeah, in the South, people kind of look at me like a rabbit. And they're kind of like, <laughs> oh, he's like, he's kind of cute. He can't hurt us. And if we need to, we'll kill him. Like if I, if I need to eat. <laughs> if I need to eat. <laughs> Trev. That, I'm happy for Brian Reynolds. That Brian Reynolds is brought to you by Roan. This is BBD's Ooh. favorite pair of pants. Uh, kind of unreal nice. that our sales team has gotten gyms and BBD's. Roan, it's tough to find what you like. Some pants are uncomfortable, tight, not your size. 
But Roan is trying to change men's closets everywhere with their commuter collection, the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. They get you ready for any occasion. They got their comfortable pants, dress shirts, Q-zips, polos, four-way stretch fabric, Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology keeps you smelling fresh and so clean, clean all day. And Roan is 100% machine washable. So you need to head to Roan.com slash baseball, promo code baseball, save 20% off your entire order, 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com slash baseball and use code baseball. There's a link in the description. What are the pants you wear, Biebs? They're Roan pants. They, uh, the commuters? Yeah, they were they're in, on the commuter line. I received them as a gift a few years ago. Are they joggers they're like, or they're... They do the joggers as well. These are like like slacks. You'd wear them to oh, like, okay. a, like a real yeah, job. They're, they'd they're be nice. comfortable, nice pants. Uh, at, like they're my go-to when I have like... I have to like bring an outfit. Okay. But they do all sorts of you know degrees of outfits these days. Look at that. Uh, Trev, kind of closing off... The Reynolds combo before we move on. Uh, any comments about Royals, White Sox, and Oakland Athletics being the final three teams to give out a nine-figure deal? I mean, what do you want me to say? Well, I, the, I, the White Sox is very shocking to me. It's a big market. It's insane, I feel like we've man. seen some like really good teams come out of there. I mean, I guess was, they won the World Series in what two thousand five. Couple who years made the ago. play at the out? <laughs> I remember that. I remember that freaking World Series. Who made the play? The backhand play. Who was the shortstop there? Was was Ibar the shortstop? No way. Um, he made a play to end the World Series. The World Ranging Series right winning was Uribe. Juan Uribe was playing short, or was it playing third? I mean, yeah, I, mean I don't. I was twenty years ago, so I guess man, that roster memory can get fuzzy. AJ, that's that. That one's shocking to me. I'd never given him a hundred million dollar deal. That's Tadahito Iguchi. Okay. Playing some second base. I, I don't think it's like an, I mean, I guess maybe it is an indicator of where you are as a franchise. I mean, look, the Royals, <laughs> right. back-to-back World Series appearances, they did that with a young crew and then busted it all up. Um, I don't know what I have to say about that. It's, it's shocking for the White Sox. The other two teams, I'm like, okay, like, I guess I get it. I mean, the Twins, like, well, sometimes when I hear the numbers that the Twins have done, like, obviously they extended Joe Maurer, uh, but... Ricky Nolasco, when he signed for like 40-something million, was the highest free agent pitcher they ever signed. And now Pablo Lopez has eclipsed that. I think Irvin Santana was like 50-something. It's like they're slowly climbing up, uh, but still kind of shocking because it does seem like at a certain point you got to pull the trigger on a free agent, right? Like right. you can't always just – unless you're a team that develops starting pitching, like you better go out there and get some from time to time. You yeah, want to be competitive. Trev, I, I think people will be shocked to hear this from Jake the Yankees fan. I um the thing I love about sports is a is a level playing field. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna lose you for a second, but MLB the show, I started playing a little bit, and they have a mode, Battle Royale, where you get three badass players, you get three good players, you get seven okay players, and then you get, you know, a list of not great players. And I like that because you play the same teams. And like it's whoever plays better or whoever, you know, built their team more uniquely. And man, there's times when I I have to like kind of exhale and I'm unhappy because I do love my Yankees and I love being a Yankee fan. And I love saying like, 
you know, the second half of their lineup ain't great right now. And I go out and get Reynolds, go out and get Hap, and they didn't do that. And that's very Yankee thinking. Um, and then I go back to the Yankees offseason, like, they signed Carlos Rodon, which would be, you know, I think five, six, ten teams' biggest free agent signing ever. And it's one of those things that it's like, man, the Oakland Athletics have put together a lot of good teams. And have they ever been on the same playing field? No. And that's part of the reason they're going to go. And I guess, guess what? When they're in Vegas, I bet they ink someone for, for nine figures. Um, Maybe. The White Sox, uh, that one seems crazy because they've had a very vocal GM, uh, Ken Williams, right? Who, you know, they were, supposed to, they were supposed to offer the most to Machado or Harper, right? Like he, he did that weird press conference in a golf cart. And then it's like, you know, they, they, they signed Benintendi this, this offseason, and that was their biggest free agent signing. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's one of those things that it's like, it's, I, I hope one day we find a salary floor or something or we get a couple more of these gung-ho owners. Oh, you can have a floor with no ceiling, Trev. Um, no, you can't. Well, that's their opinion, not yours. Um, <laughs> that, uh, I, I don't know. I, uh. It's eye-opening stuff sometimes. You don't know, we don't always check in on that. Kind of segues into something that we wanted to go over. This was from a Passon tweet. Shout out mm. Jeff Passon. I actually Googled him, and some of the pictures that come up are something else. Mm. Like, he looks better now. You just Googled pe- Jeff Passon? Yeah, because then I did news, and I got to the article I wanted to find. Jeff Passon nudes. Let me see what comes up. No, not, not, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. Okay. Um, but when he's younger, I think this was maybe his Yahoo Sports days. He was a little like more edgy. Oh. Like he had some spikes going up in the hair. Now it's more of the comb over, the fonfy look, if you will. Okay. Three of the four best teams in baseball as we approach the four week mark of the season with payroll rank are the Tampa mm. Bay Rays at 28th, Pittsburgh Pirates at 27th, and Baltimore Orioles at 29th. Does that mean something to you? I do see the Jeff Passon pick you're talking about. Kind of the, yeah. it's a little nineties, two thousand spike. Um, babes, you'll see it when you know. He just looks a little younger. He's got a little butt chin going on there. Yeah. I I know the filler image. in that. I just got let's get it on the screen. That would be a real treat. Um, here's what I'll say. It's still really early in this baseball season. Um, I I think the Rays are. I don't know what to do with them, man, because they've been a great team for a while without really paying a buck. Um, yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's... I mean... He'll steal your girl, and then he'll break down the contract to you. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, if I saw that dude out, what my first instinct would be... <laughs> he plays ball. I, get, I, I like it. Yeah. Um... All right, so, you know, these first-place teams, first of all, you have, and this is very early, so that's, that's my first thing, but Texas, Atlanta, uh, and uh, the Dodgers, who have now tied my snakes, you got three top-ten teams there who have all rolled out different budgets for free agents or guys in-house. So, like, I don't know. I obviously don't flinch at that. Pittsburgh... Uh, let's see where this team lands. Like, I like them, but again, if you ask me who wins the NL Central, I don't, I don't think I, either of us would lock in the Pirates. I love that they have hope. Um, 
Tampa Bay is kind of the outlier here, man. That, yeah, like, whatever they've been doing and however they view it, obviously every team should want and try to steal that because some of the value that they get out of baseball players is incredible. So they are, they are still the outlier for me. Um, you know, I, I think as we get going, you'll see a couple more teams put themselves in the mix. Imagine Tampa with a, like a new stadium. Like, would that be cool or would we be like, nah, that's not really the race? Like, would they lose their mojo if they had like a nice stadium? Ooh, would they get a little too comfortable? Yeah. A little too comfy for the Rays? I don't know. I think they'd be good with a new stadium. Okay. The payroll payroll situation in uh, Major League Baseball is is such a weird thing because baseball is a sport where, you know, the first six years of a player's career are cost-controlled. And if you have some guys that come up and in those first six years, like, are good and, a, and you have a core – like you can be on the lower end of the payroll right. and be happy. Um, if you're not developing players or maybe you develop one or two and you need to supplement your roster, going out into free agency is going to cost you a little more and your payroll is going to go up. So like, I don't think payrolls, I mean, it's never really been an indicator of, you know, are we going to be competitive? Um, I think that more teams though need to spend less time being on the bottom of it when things aren't working out. Like if like I have no problem when a team has a, a young core and they lock them up for cheap and so their payroll's not high. Sure, that happens sometimes. But if you're continuously at that level and things aren't working out and you're not trying to supplement your roster with free agents to make your team better, that's where I kind of have the problem. Right. Uh you know, like like Pittsburgh right now not having a high payroll. Well, they're they're I think they're about to raise it in the next couple of years. They have a they have some people coming up. They have I think a they're going to want to they're going to want to supplement their roster. But I think it took too long to get here. Yeah, I think that's where I land on on, on this. Like I don't want a floor. I don't want a cap. But I think teams should be should be dipping into free agency more to try to improve their roster in like the quote unquote lean years, if you will. It's, it, there's been too many teams that have spent too long in the cellar that I think, you know, you're losing fans when you're doing that. And I, I don't know if you stay there long enough. Like, I'm curious about the A's, man. Like, they they, they had a very passionate fan base. I, I don't think it's massive, but it's very passionate. They're going to lose a lot of those fans uh, as they move to Vegas. And if they don't put out competitive rosters when they move to Vegas, they're going to be lost in the shuffle, man. They're yeah. going to be they're going to be a team that is just like, "Hey, let's go to Vegas to see our team play." It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be visiting games or like away games, excuse me, at the home stadium unless they put a competitive team on the field. It's 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 going to be very interesting with them. Yeah, the uh the league average payroll is 160 mil. Um, you know, right now my Orioles that I'm buying stock on 64 mil. The Rays are 74. Um, they yeah, it's it's just one of those weird things. It's like, okay, so to get to league average, they would the Rays would have 90 mil to spend per season on players? Like who, you know, that could 3 30 million dollar players? Uh yeah, you know, 
you can chop doesn't that. that doesn't that entice you as an owner though if you have this team that, that's been assembled right for i mean for you like you didn't assemble the team you just own the team if this team has been assembled for you and you're like dang like how much does the team cost me oh that's pretty good as an owner of the team wouldn't you be like hey like let's fucking go like let's go for it let's go out like let's go get one of these free agents no, Trev. I, why, why not? If I'm an owner of this team and I care more about dollars and cents than I do about winning necessarily, I'm pointing at the Rays, whether I'm the Rays or not, and I'm like, that's the way we should do business. Like, you know, if if you're... I don't like you as an owner, by the way. I know. I hate myself as an <laughs> owner. But if, if you're, you know, right now the top three payrolls, uh, we can name the owners of the teams very easily. It's Cohen. It's Steinbrenner and it's Seidler who have jumped on the map. Um, I don't know, man. Who's fourth? Do we have that in front of you? Fourth is the Phillies. Middleton. Went, went to the World Series last year. Dodgers, fifth. Okay, ownership group. Angels are sixth. Yeah, they've been up in payroll. Artie. Um, which brings an interesting question of, <laughs> so I was going through the top 10 payrolls. 10, the Houston Astros. We know what they've been up to. The Texas yeah. Rangers have made two of the biggest free agent years we've seen in, like, baseball history. The Braves, we know what's going on there. The Jays, and then I just listed the top six. Halos, Dodgers, Phillies, blah, blah, blah. Um, number 11 is the San Francisco Giants. Um, and the Giants and the Angels, number 12 is the White Sox, by the way. We give these teams a lot of crap because they're not better. Um... That I don't know. Also, like, if I'm an owner and I'm looking at dollars and cents and I can put a product on the field and I could cut $100 million off the top, who knows what they're making per game and if you have a winning team and losing team, we don't know. That's the whole secret of this. But also, if you can tell me that the 28th-ranked Rays can be the best record in baseball and be a force year in, year out, I'd say do that. Figure out how to do that. And the problem is nobody else can. See, I'm on a completely different page from you right there. You just named the top 10 teams. I'm like, I want to be like those teams. Like those are perennial playoff teams. I want is to that be that. owner Trev? Gonna, is that fan you, Trev? That's everything to me. Every Trev. As a player, I want, come on, let's get some good players in here. Like you can't point to the one team at the bottom and say, I want to be like that. That's like a lottery ticket, dude. Like if you want to have a successful franchise, and you probably just named, you know, those teams have probably the highest. Um, they're worth the most. And I don't think that necessarily that has a direct correlation to payroll, but winning does. That helps it out. I'd rather be like that. I'd rather be like one of those top 10 teams than anything. Yeah. Unless you got to pay for players, man. I would, my minor league... Let's go over what I would do as an owner. Oh, okay. My minor league setup would be insane. Pimp. I would have like so many coaches. I'd pay them well. I'd get good minor league coaches. I would just pour money into the player development side. And I know teams are trying to do that, but I mean, that would be the main focus for me because that pays dividends later. That's like, you know, you reap what you sow. You got to take care of those dudes. I would do that. Try to... I would take chances signing young guys early that I that I believed in, and then I would be very I would be very aggressive on free agents that I wanted. I think that's the formula, man. I mean, 
the good teams do that. Right. To the take, Braves take, do that. Take your the team, Dodgers do that. You know, like these are the, the teams level. that do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we get a payroll, I'll give you a couple teams that are that are belly to belly on this sheet. Um, what? The Houston Astros and the San Francisco Giants <clears throat> are next to each other in payroll. Um, the Colorado Rockies are 15th. The St. Louis Cardinals are 16th, which they're currently floundering. But um, 15th for the Rockies? I know. Who would they give money to? Blackman and Bryant? Chris Bryant, Blackman. Their pitchers are kind of getting paid now, like Marquez and Freeland. And Interesting. That, that's pretty shocking to me. Uh, Mariners and Tigers are back-to-back. Um, two, two franchises doing different things right now. So, yeah, um, you know, I think everyone knows where we land at this point. Uh, pay and go get good players. Um, and that's, uh, that's hot takes. I'll, I'll add that to my analytics training a little bit. Go, go, play for the, go pay for the good players you need for your team to win. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Trev, I've got something here that you're going to like a lot, and I actually have it in person. Blast motion, Trev. Ooh, Blast motion. Throw this on your knob, and let's get some stats. We're combating the pitchers, man. It's about time, and if you want to dominate the plate this season, Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution. There's swing trainers and swing analyzers attached to the knob of any bat, and you get real-time feedback. 3D Swing Tracer compares your swing with smart video capture technology. No matter the weather, location, season, or equipment, Blast Baseball, you can train all year regardless. You hear that, my Northeast Kings? All year. Catch up to those Cali, Florida, and Texas boys. All year. All year. I was the... <laughs> Chris Rose never mentions it. I was the number one two-way player in Connecticut. Uh, he never California mentioned. kids are also using Blast Motion, so I don't know <laughs> if this is like in a... <laughs> Go to BlastMotion.com. B-L-A-S-T-M-O-T-I-O-N.com. Enter code TALKING, and you'll save $10 on Blast Baseball personal swing trainers and swing analyzers if you're getting your hitting game up or you have someone in your life getting your hitting game up get yourself a little blast motion Trevor Teddy loves it and I know I've told you the snakes aren't doing so hot Teddy's Teddy's not the problem is that what you're telling me he really isn't because I don't have to pay, like, I, I never have to tell him to pay attention which I'm like very proud of like he's like in the freaking game and he like wants to win like big time so I'm very proud of that, and he has improved. He's you know he's on the smaller side right now, skinny. Uh, but that blast motion, you can swing and get your swing speed. So he's like always trying to beat his top swing speed, and it has a cool noise when you do it. I love mm. it. We'll beef him up soon. We'll get him working on the pool, just like his forefathers before him. That's right. Yeah, get those forearms, man. Oh, that's uh, that's where the power comes through. I told this story, I don't know, I think maybe on this show before, or maybe I haven't. There was, we, was doing, we were doing a camp <clears throat> back when I was younger, and there was like a Japanese um, like youth program that flew in, and they were doing this camp. I think it was the Reggie Smith camp mm. in the Valley. Um, and they had this, the, the Japanese team, like the, the coaches had a grip strength machine, which mm. is just, you just grab it and you... 
pull it and yeah. measure your grip strength. You do it, you know, they do it every spring training in the minor leagues in these organizations as well. And people like that's a fucking fight waiting to happen. My grip strength's better than yeah. yours. High T. Right. My grip strength was never the best. Um, but my dad uh got this thing and just goes <laughs> and the Japanese dude's face was like like he'd never seen someone grip like that before. And I was like proud of my dad. And I remember him saying, that's what 40 years of pushing a metal pole through water will get you. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. So maybe that is it. Everyone get out there and clean your own pools, people. You have freaking... I've never seen my dad like lose an arm wrestling contest. Like He is a beast. Everyone asks about my calves. I, I don't do any calf workouts. The first 15 years of my life, I walked on my tiptoes. It's an incredible workout. Um, <laughs> Trev. <laughs> that's that's that true. Uh, I mean, kind of. Like, I ran on my toes. I, you know, try to be a little taller because um, I'm short. Um, I got another. This story won't hit home for everybody. I got a buddy who's such a meathead, and he had the little forearm, like, squeaky oh, yeah. workout yeah, yeah. thing. So he was trained, he was becoming a pharmacist. So he had to take like real school classes and stuff. So he'd bring it with him to class and he'd just mm-hmm. wrap it all class. So it got a little used and it got squeaky. And at one point, one of the professors was like, what the fuck is making that noise? <laughs> and like literally everyone knew it was him. And <laughs> he's just, he had to do this like meathead like, oh, oh I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> professor. I'm just trying working on my forearms. And they were like, dude. Why don't you just get out of here? We don't. A little WD forty on that bad boy. Mike Piazza used to carry one of those around. Do you know that? I like that. Yeah, I like that. Man, he could hit. You love Mike Piazza. Um, can I give you a? Can we segue into what I think I really want to talk about to end this episode? Yes. The under the radar pickups. Okay, we'll taste a couple dudes. Let's taste a couple dudes here. I I like this. I think this is. These guys deserve a shout out. Um, there's a bunch of guys who kind of went to different teams, some old, some not so old, but getting fresh chances. And we could talk about Longoria and kind of the impact he's having there. Mm. Uh, look out for Longo on a special episode of the Rose Rotation. He might make it like Uh-oh. a sneak appearance. Yeah, oh we talked about that. Um, Adam Frazier. Hot. Famous Adam Frazier for the Baltimore Orioles doing some things. Um... I think like Christian Vasquez has been mightily important to uh, the twins and their rotation and, and just kind of like settling everything down. He's, you know, a captain out there. You got to have that. I think he's been really good. And then, you know, guys like Brent Honeywell, Kevin Kiermeyer out in Toronto, Kevin Pilar with the Braves doing some things. I think all those guys deserve a mention, uh, but some more than others. I think this guy, the first guy we'll go to uh, has really been great for the Braves and, the Braves just have like a surplus of dudes that come up and can and can play ball, which is crazy. But Sam Hilliard filling in for Michael Harris. He's off to a 327 batting average. I don't know why I just read that. Mm. He's got a 992 OPS. Yeah. Four doubles, three home runs, 10 runs, four stolen bases. And he was acquired from your rocks in the offseason for a right-handed pitcher, Dylan Spain. I don't know if they foresaw him coming in and filling in like this. But this is the type of stuff that you have to have if you want to be a successful team. One of your guys goes down, he comes in. So shout out, shout out Sam Hilliard. Kind of a hot boy too. 
Yeah, Trev, big Sam Hilliard, listed 6'5", 236, kind of a freaky athlete. Um, and I, I'll give myself a mini pat on the back. I forget if it was, because it was like the first move of the offseason, or I forget if it was their TPP. But I said this guy has a chance for Braves Devil Magic because he has all the tools. And the other thing is, and we drive this home probably once every other month, there is a reverse course field effect. That yeah. when you play at Coors and you play on the road, your stats get killed because the pitches look sharper and better away from Coors. Um, and by the way, you know, if we were ranking uh, coaching staffs, the, the Braves would probably be high up and the Rockies wouldn't get a ton of love. Although I know Jimmy has a Bud Black breakdown coming and he, he says Bud Black might be his favorite coach to read his lips. Um I don't know if it's going to continue for Sam Hilliard, but I'll say this. He has a career 739 OPS. Like, that's, that's solid. The, the nerdy young boys will tell you his OPS plus is lower than that because he played in cores. But guess what? They might not have that right. In fact, I don't for OPS plus and cores players. Um, so, Sam Hilliard, hey, it's a small sample size. Everything is in this young season. But, um, yeah, man, he's uh, he's... He's filling in uh, better than what you'd expect Michael Harris to be. I mean, he had 600 plate appearances coming into this year. So, like, not a lot of, nice. you know, sample to work with. And really, he yeah, he hasn't hit for average orbit and on-base percentage guy. So, that's where we're getting this inflated OPS. He's got a 400 OBP. Uh, he's hitting, you know, his BABIP is probably really high. I need to check that out. But is it sustainable? I don't know. It doesn't have to be because Michael Harris is going to come back and he'll be okay. But, you know, having these people to plug in like that, that makes your season. So shout out Sam Hilliard. He's a country boy. And you said he's 6'5". Career 122 games at home. 254, 321, and 801 OPS. Career on the road. 185, 282, 669 OPS. Do what you want with that, people. Cores can be tricky. Yeah. I was told DJ LeMahieu probably isn't going to hit outside of course, and he's been just fine at the stadium, if not better because of that little porch in right field. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's going early. This guy would think of you as a rabbit for sure. Okay. Sam? Yeah, he would. No, yeah, Sam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's move to Oakland. Give the Oakland a little shout-out here. Brent Rooker, uh, formerly of yeah. my twins. 51 plate appearances or 51 at bats, excuse me. He's got a one daughter. He's been hitting a bunch of homers. He had a couple big games, two doubles, six home runs. Actually, a 1.169, nice OPS, 14 ribbies, nine runs. He hasn't stolen a base yet. I don't know why Dalton put that on the sheet. Uh, but a nice start for him. Uh, Matt Strom, which is interesting. He, this, is a, this is a good yeah. one for me. You know, he's pitched for a couple of different teams now. Uh, you know him if you see him, the long hair. He likes to open baseball cards. He's got four games started for the Phillies. I guarantee they did not envision that when they when they signed him. Uh, they gave him the two years, 15 mil. Um, has he started games before this year? I guess I should look that up. So I, I know when they signed him, they kind of said swingman potential Swingman, like long. But, but Trev, the point of that is whenever you hear that, you normally don't get giddy for the starter side of it. You're normally like, yeah. okay, we've we've got a six starter. But um, yeah, he's he's been good for them. He didn't start any games last year for Boston. So yeah, so, six, so 2016, <laughs> or two, excuse me, 2019, he had 16 game starter. That was for those... San Diego Padres yeah. to a four seven one. So yeah, definitely more of a long man 
and maybe a spot starter, but hey, he's had to fill in and he's been doing a really nice job. His statistics are looking nice. He's uh, 18 innings pitch. He's struck out 27 people yeah. in those 18 innings. A .94 whip. Hitters are hitting 156 against him. And Trev, yeah, I, man. I, I actually I want to piggyback another guy with him because it's a similar story, but a righty. Seth Lugo. Uh, Seth Lugo, who, you know, became a reliable bullpen guy uh, for the New York Mets. He hits free agency. He says, I want to start. And again, I sometimes I think about how far away we are from the actual athlete's mindset. Because think about this. If you have a guy on your team who, you know, he's a young guy. He goes out and starts some games. He gets knocked around. And then he gets kicked to the bullpen. And he's lights out of the bullpen. What do we say? We say, all right, kid. <clears throat> go get it. Knock yourself out. That person their whole life has been a starting pitcher. <laughs> and they like getting the pill every fifth day and going out and winning the game. Six innings strong. Seven innings strong. And then you're told to go lock down an inning. And guess what? Some guys are great at it and they make a really good career out of it and you can make crazy money, especially now today. Seth Lugo, I think when he hit free agency, he said, I wanted to be a starting pitcher. And he's had four starts, a 2.78 ERA. He's 33 years old. That, man, you know, I think both of these teams had in the back of their head, if the starting pitching doesn't happen, well, then we've got a fine reliever. We've got sure. a good lefty in Strom. We've got a good righty in Lugo. Um, to put yourself out there like that and want that opportunity is pretty cool. And for our people that have been enjoying uh, ref guests, uh, with Jolly Olive, um, and, you know, a lot of our people rotating in there. I don't want to ruin uh, a future episode, but there was a guy on there that had a very interesting baseball reference that I had forgotten. A lefty pitcher, Trev, who was a reliever. He actually okay. he, he closed a bunch of games for Texas in, like, the late 07, 08, 09. Okay. Lefty. He became a starting pitcher for Texas – um, at the end of his stay there, and then he got a big free agent contract with the Angels. Any any idea who I'm talking about? Oh, Hamels? C.J. Wilson. No, no, no. I, I knew it was C.J. Wilson. That's what I meant to say. C.J. Wilson owns a bunch of car dealerships. Dang it. C.J. Wilson. Um, I was shocked to see the relief numbers there because I know him as like – he was a back-to-back all-star in 2011-2012. He got the big Halos free agent contract. Everyone talks about, like, he was one of the first, like, Halo free agent guys that kind of didn't work. He's, he's got some really nice seasons for them. Um, Very nice guy, CJ Wilson. I like that. Um, and I'm willing to, to talk and advertise one of his car dealerships for the right vehicle. Um, he's got a Porsche dealership. Okay, CJ Wilson. You look like a, you look like yeah. a Porsche guy. Right now, that outfit? Yeah. Popping the collar, it's red. Everyone's yeah. like, I don't really like this guy. You ladies like a short married <laughs> man with bad hair and bad fashion? Hello. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, how much do you make, little fella? Also, not a lot. Um, <laughs> Trevor Plouffe off CJ Wilson. Any idea, Trev? Give me one for three. I feel like I've done okay. You doubled off him the very first time you faced him. Oh, I don't like where this is going. 0 for 10, three walks after that. Oh. Wow. A lot of lineups. The guy was telling me change-ups and shit. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was unlucky. 
you know, they ban the shift now and stuff. So round out short, weak, short stuff. Um, no, nah, he was a good pitcher, man. <laughs> yeah, he was good. I knew it was him. I don't know why I said Cole Hamels. They kind of look similar-ish. I look guess similar in range. Trev, especially in our world we live in, where Yankee oh, fans... White lefties. Where the, <laughs> where the Jabba <laughs> Chamberlain experiment was one of the, you know, he was as dominant as a reliever you've seen, and then the starting pitching kind of messed with him, and then he's like out of baseball. That to go from reliever to starter is really hard. And a lot of teams won't even give you the opportunity. That uh, I give those guys like a ton of credit. A ton of credit. You're right about the, the competitive factor. And everybody that's in the bullpen, 85% of those dudes want to be starters. Right. Some people find their lane and they're like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm in the back end of the bullpen and life's good and I'm making some money. The long guys, they all want to be starters. I mean, most of those guys are kind of failed starters. Um, pitchers, every like every bullpen guy was a starter their whole life. Pretty much. I think I think it's now, kind of like position players, everybody was a shortstop or a center fielder. Nowadays, you do that until you can't. I think I think with where baseball is at, nowadays you get more guys who are relievers. They they throw a hundred and they do that for an inning and you know, but some guys hey, like relieve in college hey, for, now. For for every reliever that's doing that path, guess what? Every failed starter is going to try to join you out there, and you got to be better than them. So uh, tricky. Let's give one more before we end the show. Or get out of here. And maybe we've stumbled into a new JK analytical vibe here. Okay, yes. Connor Joe. Yeah. For for your Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes. One daughter OPS. He's got seventy one plate appearances. Um, he's got already 10 extra base hits, six doubles, three, two triples and two home runs, um, eight walks to 15 strikeouts. So you like that. You want to be in that one to two, uh, ratio there. And the analytical factor of this is he put it, he played a course. So what we're going to do, Jake, now is we're going to go look up every player that plays for the Rockies. And if he hits on the road, or excuse me, if it's at home but doesn't hit on the road, we're going to trade for those guys because we're like, hey, there's a reason for it. Here we have Connor Joe going off in his age 30 season. And are people starting to see the trend here? I mean, maybe, and maybe the bigger problem is like Colorado might actually be like up against it. <laughs> like, okay. Like, like if Connor Joe and Sam Hilliard, and again, these are small samples, but if they can be, you know, starting level type players, but because of Colorado's effects, they like couldn't be. I don't know, man. There's all right. I, I know 90, we've talked about it a lot, but seventy six game started at home. This guy's a 387 OBP, 845 OPS on the road. He's a 324 OBP, 358 slugging for a 681 OPS. We just stumbled into something. Congratulations, front offices. Take this and run with it. The problem was I was supposed to be in the Rockies front office. Now I'm screwed. Huh. I got to take that to the snakes. Yeah, you got to go to the snakes. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Come help my team out while you're at it. Yeah, I'll help your snakes. Shout out Connor Joe. That's awesome. I like these guys getting a new opportunity and thriving in their situation. Your favorite player, Connor Joe, Kelsey Winger. Um, all right, guys. Uh, Jimmy sends his best. Hopefully his eyeballs work. Uh, otherwise, uh, this whole thing doesn't work. Um, Trevor <laughs> playing through injury. BBD handsome. 
myself and my new uh, my new car from CJ Wilson. Uh, we'll see you guys Friday recap episode. I suck. Sucks. You suck. What happened last night? Nestor Cortez was looking at Volpe after he made the air. That's a bad look. Got to be honest with you. Yanks need a shake. Yanks need a Jake. Arkham. I have Subscribe. some analytics. <laughs> <laughs>